Two, one, go. Hi, everybody, and welcome to a Thugonomics wrapping, y'all. Matt Hardy deleting, of his career anyway, NXT TakeOver Pimping episode of the Brothers of Discussion. We're going to talk everything from Cena and Undertaker's proposed WrestleMania opponents. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Visit another week of the Wednesday Night. Woos! That and much, much more, Matt! As we move through February, you know, we're... I think we're still spicy, but it's, uh, it's a February spice. Matt, hot tag, what's a good February spice? Um... Well, I feel like there's, like, like a lot of heart candies that have cinnamon in it, so... I think cinnamon Ooh, yeah. still works. hot cinnamony spicy week of pro wrestling. Matt, you got yeah. a job. Sounds like it's going really well. Uh, you got a baby. You got a yep. podcast. You got to do memes. You are a man of many trades. How are you? How are you holding up? Are you okay? Yeah, I think I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'm doing good after this week of pro wrestling. And uh, there's... You know, there's good stuff on the horizon. I've got a vacation coming up in a couple weeks. That's going to be nice. Actually, you and I need to figure out what our schedule is going to look like for that. Um, yeah, just uh, just some fun stuff. But anyway, if you want to check out all the fun stuff uh, we've made I'm in the doing, past, you want to go. Oh, you're doing good? In case you were going to ask later. Uh, uh, hey, Mike. <laughs> how, how are you? I'm fine. Go ahead. Go to BODpodcast.com and BrothersOfDiscussion.com. Find us on Twitter at BODpodcast. Find our Facebook discussion group, which is about to hit 400, Mike. 400 folks joining the group. Real human beings. It's pretty fun to have real humans in the discussion group. How many do we Go have on to, Twitter? Uh, uh, what do we have? Like 32? 3,200? Something like that? I think 34. I don't know. 34? No way. If you're wrong, this is going to sound terrible. 31! 3,144! Yeah. Woo! Mike is way off. We must have had a lot of dropouts this morning. I don't know what happened. we got to get those numbers up. Uh, well, I, you know, once you retweet all the Nyla Rose stuff, then people start to dig their heels in. So I think I think all of the uh, the major... The major, you know, Twitter profiles uh, took a hit today for uh, supporting... Nyla Rose and and her amazing accomplishment. Um, just it's hilarious that this is unprecedented and nobody can appreciate that fact. But uh, anyway, uh, for those little ditties and much more, uh, you can find us uh, again bodpodcast.com at bodpodcast on Twitter. Find the Instagram at brothers underscore of underscore discussion for all of those wonderful memes. Mike, I've started posting. Our episodes on IGTV. Um, wow! If anybody's interested, I post them on YouTube. So we're we we really are. You can't miss us. Uh, and of course, our new buddy Anchor.fm, which you heard the wonderful ad to start the program. Um, we hope that uh, everybody's enjoying how much easier it is to find the brothers to discussion thanks to Anchor.fm. 
And uh, shoot, let's uh, let's jump into why you're actually listening to us. Let's talk some wrestling. Yeah. Woo! All right, Mike, I'll jump in because uh, I don't know. Go ahead. Because <laughs> I, I wrote this one down. I thought it was important. Um, John Cena returning on SmackDown tomorrow. Mike, what? Hot tag. What are the chances that this is just a howdy do? Or uh, is John actually going to wrestle I think at WrestleMania? I think he's declaring himself for the 2021 <laughs> Royal Rumble. Uh, no, he's, he's... Tickets on sale now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> get your, your bundles and you can watch Worlds Collide. Can't wait. Uh, so... Yeah, he's got to be coming on to start pimping WrestleMania. This is right about, uh, you know, when the legends start coming out of the woodworks um, to get cash that nice WrestleMania paycheck. Um, Ooh, yeah. Matt, let me hot tag you back. I, I've seen some rumors. They made a lot of sense, and they underwhelmed quite a bit. Matt, uh, who is Cena? This is not a dream scenario. Matt, who is Cena likely going to lock horns with at the showcase of the Immortals? Do you, you have someone in mind? I have seen a, a very uh, believable rumor. All right. Uh, well, I know... I don't know, because Randy and Edge aren't getting shit out of the way early, right? So Randy and Edge are definitely fighting at WrestleMania. Right. Okay. Um... All right, so your rumor... I don't know, did you see Undertaker and Cena? Because I saw that rumor a couple weeks ago. No, I, I kind of liked what they did last year. I, I didn't mind that. Oh, God. Jesus. Yeah. I totally forgot they even fought. I can't yeah, believe I saw that as a rumor. It was yeah, it was barely a match. So that's... that's I'll, I'll, I'll let it slide. Uh, or was that two years ago? My God, was it two? Yeah, it was two years ago. Yeah, it was two years ago. <laughs> yeah. So, Matt, who is it? I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> so you've, so yeah, the, you've seen the rumors. Go ahead. So the story is uh, they they kind of hung out last year. Now now we got our timeline together. Uh, might be Elias. Like they might have a payoff because there's some people being mean to Elias. Um, I oh. think it was last last I checked it was Sami Zayn and Nakamura. So they think there might be like, you know, Thugonomics and Elias playing guitar versus, you know, Sammy and and Shin. <laughs> uh, does that move the needle for you, man? <laughs> Is this the I best mean, it, use it, of Cena at this point? It might be kind of fun for Elias. Um, I I mean, isn't that the thing though? Didn't didn't he take out Elias at last WrestleMania then, as the Doctor of Thugonomics? So then, <sighs> yeah, yeah. I just, you know, if he's going to come to Friday, um, gosh, I, are we going to be able to see the fiend like come in and crash John Cena? Is that asking too much? Yeah, I think so. Cause the fiend isn't he, so he, man, this, this really died. Cause you had, you had an idea in mind and I, I couldn't process a thought. Um, no, it's, it's, it probably is asking too much. Cause the fiend is going to be focused on Goldberg. I don't think they want to distract him from what's going on there. Um, I, <sighs> all right. So let me, let me jump in. I, I, I guess I, I did think that Cena was going to come back and, uh, you know, start to reignite something. I, I don't, I don't think, um, 
I don't know. It's like a, you know what? We don't need Cena, but it's kind of like this past Super Bowl. It's great that we had new blood in there, but I kind of missed seeing the Patriots. I hate the Patriots, but it just gives me like a more uh, obvious rooting interest. Like, boo, the Patriots. So I'm rooting for the other team. And, you know, the Patriots have Tom Brady, so they're naturally the favorite. So you kind of get that underdog feel. So I feel like yeah. a WrestleMania without Cena is is kind of kind of like a, a Super Bowl without the Patriots. I'm not, you know, Cena's not my favorite, but if he's out there, I'm going to be rooting harder for the person he's fighting against. So it, it just it makes an obvious, like, cheer, boo factor. So I, I, I would be sad if he wasn't at WrestleMania. I, I like seeing him. I respect that. I, I, I guess that's kind of how we all got super excited when he came out as uh, Dr. Thugonomics last year. I, that, that that was pretty neat. Uh, let's see. I got to I gotta like kind of reset here because I... Recalibrate. I, I'm still trying to figure out who would actually make sense for John right now because I feel like we do have some great setups already um it even kind of looks like the way they're setting up uh and we'll talk about elimination chamber in a minute it even kind of looks like you know shin's gonna be busy um shin with braun um i wanted to talk about the other uh newer rumor for undertaker was that he wasn't going to be doing uh i guess any rematch bouts um but he was going to be going up against aj styles so now that that one's out of the way uh so <laughs> then you'd get, you know, you'd get a, give AJ Styles an opportunity to get back at Cena. I don't know. Um, I don't think the Fiend is going to be touching John at WrestleMania. I think we're going to get the Fiend and Roman. So then, of course, Roman's winning the uh, Elimination Chamber. We'll talk about in a minute. I'm really crossing off all of our discussion topics. This this is really a big old fart, uh, a big flat fart, Mike. This, this <laughs> discussion topic. Um, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll still say um, I'll still say I think I think there's there's something to be set up, but I, I don't think we know enough yet um, to uh, to figure that out to figure out who's who John's going to be going up against. I know we still don't have an idea of what Daniel Bryan's going to do. We don't have um, the Miz set up yet, and Daniel looks like he's he's turning into a new Daniel. I don't know. I, does, does anybody really let's, want to listen to me? Let's like, do this. Instead of trying to through the, like fantasy the book the whole roster. roster, look at it this way. Like Rey Mysterio is, I I couldn't book him better in my wildest fantasies, where he's just helping to get over the entire Latino division. Uh, whether it's Andrade, Angel Cruz, um, you know, he's helping Humberto get over. And, you know, it's he doesn't really need a belt. He's just there, and the match is elevated because he's a part of it. And he's such a incredible physical specimen who's still doing this, almost 50 years old, smallest man, you know, to be the WWE champion. It's really great. Um, Randy Orton, in the same token, they moved him away from the championships. Um, as far as winning, you know, he helped prop up Kofi. Um, you know, now it looks like he's going to help give Edge the goodbye that he always deserved. That's great. Matt, so in the same token, if you look at Cena, what would be the best way to utilize such an unbelievable asset? Like, who could really stand to benefit, you know, to fight Cena at WrestleMania and then, you know, maybe win? Well, then I start running through, you know, the NXT roster and let's start throwing in 
some Adam Coles, some Velveteen Dreams. Uh, I mean, you know, then I start talking about my fandom and I want Roddy Strong to take him out. Um, I don't know. Do you have anybody else in mind besides those guys? Baron Corbin. Oh, boy. He already retired Kurt Angle. Let's let him retire Cena at WrestleMania. I mean, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um... I don't know, because I mean, like, I, I, there isn't, you know why this is a hard game? is because it feels like WWE is doing a Batista, giving us what we want. Like, I'm happy with where Brock's at. I'm happy, you know, positively and negatively. Then I'm happy where, you know, McIntyre's at. Um, you know, I'm happy where Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins are at. I'm happy where Roman Reigns is at. Um, I'm happy where The Fiend is at. I'm happy where Daniel Bryan is at. I'm happy with AJ. Like, there's nobody where I'm like, God, when is he going to get a chance? It just feels like everybody's kind of at this equilibrium where I'm, I'm pretty, just pretty pumped across the board positively for WWE. So there's, there isn't like that, you know, um, just that standout, you know, sore thumb who's just not getting a shot. The, the closest, I'd say, is like Ricochet or Aleister Black. Because uh, neither of them still have, you know, had a, a few to really sink their teeth into. Yeah. But uh, I just don't feel that Cena would be the best use for either of them. I think Cena's best use would probably be a heel. Sort of that Baron Corbin answer was a little tongue in cheek. You know, if he ends up being the guy who retires Kurt Angle and John Cena, you know, John is John kind of following in the wake. You know, that was his first match was against Kurt Angle and. You know, maybe he gets his last match against the guy who retired Kurt Angle. It'd be kind of a cool little story. Um, but uh, I think that's probably the best use of him is to prop up a heel. I like it. Uh, I mean, again, I, I still think we got to figure out what's going on after uh, Elimination Chamber, and then we'll, yeah, we'll kind of know where to put some of these pieces. But um, we put a lot I, of time I, into this segment. It's just it's Cena. It's yeah, WrestleMania. This is, Matt, let's move on to the, pa- the not the not the past. Let's go to the future. Matt, we got a brand new AEW Women's Champion. And as JR put it last night, uh, the new King of the Mountain. Huh. Fucking old man sack of shit. Um, <laughs> you know what? I, how many times do we have to like see on like WrestleNews.com? Jr. apologizes, or Jr. explains himself, or Jr. just admits he's too old for this shit. Um, <laughs> that you know, to me, that should be like the final straw, right? Like I know <laughs> I'm not saying he meant it, but isn't that kind of where we're at? Like, all right, yeah. Again, he can't get the wrestlers' names right, and now we have this moment. Uh, not that I want to spend the whole segment talking about this, but uh, now we have another moment that part of the story isn't just Nyla uh, having this major accomplishment. Then we have to talk about JR being a fucking idiot again. Um, Did he call Jericho L champion? Uh, you know what? I <laughs> I had it muted most of the time because I, I just... Uh, I am that guy. I can't stand it. I, I kind of just wait for... Uh, it, it was kind of funny, because we're going to talk about Jeff Cobb showing up at AEW, and uh, I, I was in like a mad scramble to, to hear what was going on, because I, I don't recognize him uh, you know, right off the bat, and luckily they put his name in the Titantron. But uh, 
<laughs> yeah, for for like that kind of stuff, I'm like, oh god, what the fuck's going on? But <laughs> if I'm just watching Moxley in a match, I'm like, I can just watch. I can watch this happen. I I can take random screenshots and make memes. It, it still works. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I, I I did I did miss that. Uh, you know, seeing seeing if JR could get his shit together for for the easier ones. Um, <laughs> So I guess I guess yeah. So here here's here's how we define the problem with Jr. Is he just Did, can't you know work is that, in is a it maybe the uh, shame on the producers of that show that they're trusting Jim Ross who still doesn't know half the roster's name to right. handle uh, our first trans uh, women's champion. And I I think what I wanted to jump into you've got like these uh, big moments uh, and and you have to have like your your instincts uh, the impulse of your your first word or the first thought uh, has to be smart and thoughtful and useful and it's just Jr. is just vomiting garbage uh, in these moments you have wrestlers showing up and he has no idea who they are. He's he's got to get out of the way when it comes to calling moves and and when they do give him the time uh to to take over and 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 again folks um I should probably hesitate and or uh, take a moment to acknowledge the fact that we haven't shit on JR in a while uh because Mike has been watching AEW <laughs> but <laughs> but I watched AEW this week and uh and that yeah goddamn um if you can't if you can't trust a guy who you're paying to talk to talk I think, I think that's it. Uh, I think you gotta kind of just turn away. Let me, uh, and, uh, let me run this by yeah. Matt. You're you're a very casual AEW fan. I'll say. Uh, <laughs> who <laughs> who has a scary silver skull face? Uh, is it Ray Phoenix or Pentagon Junior? That is Pentagon Junior. <laughs> a very casual fan. Nailed it. JR still hasn't gotten it right. I did hesitate though. No, everybody could feel the the sweat. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> uh, well, I, I'll say Phoenix is the one who usually initiates more of this. Yeah, no, You know, the no fear or something. I don't know fear death. I don't know what the hell they're talking about. But now I sound like uh, Jerry the King Lawler. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, this is a big triumph for Nyla. I'm sorry that Jim Ross kind of ruined it. Um, I'm no, also but yeah, kind of to, surprised to talk- that the uh, WCW this major accomplishment uh, by giving it away for free uh, when we have a pay per view right around the corner. Uh, well, yeah, I, I, I want to say before before I throw this out there, I it, this is this was a great match and it was a great moment, um, but I, I do think part of this with, with this going on was that they had they they just trashed the uh, the Brandy Rhodes. Uh, storyline that was going on and i think the best idea or the next best idea was to give the title to a heel which i think you and i would always agree um and that that was probably the direction they were going with uh with brandy Rhodes' faction but uh you give the title to the heel and you've just you've just got a better chase and and the story's more interesting and it, it kind of fits that formula of pro wrestling which i think they were lacking in in the women's division where it was just rio dominating uh you know a, a baby face to end all baby faces uh is, is rio and uh to just have her dominate was was not the most interesting thing in the world for a program that needs to go beyond the pro wrestling and um 
I, I think that's kind of where that came from to, to let's, let's just get this done. You know, let's, let's figure out what we can do right now. And then we will process the rest of this later, which, which any, any wrestling fan would know, especially a WWE fan is that, uh, the, these storylines do just kind of pop out of nowhere and you got to fly by the seat of your pants yeah. sometimes. Uh, so I don't, I I'm, I'm trying to not blame wrestling programs anymore for doing that because Mike, you, you've, you've, uh, taken, um, the side of it is difficult to write these shows. And I, I very much respect that. And, uh, I, I, you know, it, it I'd be a moron not to start to come around when you come up with good arguments. Um, so I, I'm not, I'm not ragging on AEW, but I do think that's where this is coming from. Yeah. I, you're to not, give it away. you're not wrong. Just say, I just, uh, I, I would have punted. Uh, I think that there's a different way to do this. Um, uh, especially with the Britt Baker angle. Like it kind of smelled like she was going to be fighting for a bell and now she's just kind of, kind of floundering, uh, all of a sudden, because I don't think you want to heal versus heal. Uh, right. And I mean that that Baker, that's what she does best is you know be a heel, and Nyla is definitely going to be a heel, a master heel at that. Um, so it just means that uh, one one you get one positive, one negative out of this. Uh, the negative being it looks like Baker is going to be you know not not gunning for that championship anytime soon, um, unless they're doing a complete you know. Pull out the bongo drums, Looney Tune style, and you know, backing her up. You know, if she's going to be a heel. But Matt, what it might be is AEW finally, you know, stretching out that division a little bit and not making everything about uh, that belt. So now you kind of have, you know, some maybe some mid card feuds with Baker, and then let Nyla kind of kind of run through the gauntlet of women here as the as the champion. Uh, Matt, we had a uh, we had so that was the big news in AEW. Uh, maybe right up there. Uh, ha! Free agent signing, kind of uh, was Jeff right. Cobb. <laughs> uh, thankfully, uh, he put his name up on the jumbotron, so we know who the heck this was. Uh, you know, fans of you know New Japan, uh, you know Ring of Honor and uh, uh, PWG will will also know who this guy is already. But to the casual fan, I'm glad there was a little help. I'm glad there was a disclaimer. Um, <laughs> but uh, is he is he a very bright man? Uh, did did no. you come to that conclusion? Okay, if you want a minute to think about it, go ahead. If you want to answer uh, immediately, go ahead. I I will say, folks, if you ever want to get the nitty gritty on uh, on on a pro wrestler who's who's done his time in the indies or done his time with like New Japan, uh, and you want to find out. You know what? What's the juiciest bit of information? Uh, you go to the comments section, and uh, you take a look when when Jeff Cobb posts uh, him on an airplane, and uh, he says anything interesting happened in wrestling last night, um, and all of the comments coming back to him about how is it? You know how is it up there in that airplane? Getting to see the end of the world. <laughs> See at the edge because why Jeff Cobb is a flat earther. Um, <laughs> wow. Uh, and I, I do believe this was from um, the uh, Chris Jericho podcast. Uh, Mike, Ugh. flat earth. This is this is Cobb. Uh, please, nobody th- think I'm making these comments. Jeff Cobb says <laughs> flat earthers make valid points. 
we were told from when we were kids. This is what it is. This is how it goes. You know what? I'm not going to read this whole thing. He goes on to talk about, I've never been in a rocket ship. Um, I can't look down and see it. Uh, this is a square. This is a circle. This is in quotes. Uh, we don't know. We don't know. And then he goes on at uh, five minutes and 56 seconds into the show and says, I'm not the brightest person in the world. I, I'm sorry. I I get a huge laugh and I'm tickled by this because we also have Mr. AJ Styles, who is also a flat earther. Uh, Mike, well, what happens when when you <laughs> when you globetrot as a pro wrestler? You you may be in airplanes more than any other pro wrestler when you you fight in New Japan in the United States. Um, what is it about all that ocean See, travel that you, makes somebody you think call it, the earth you call is it trotting, They call it circling the wagon because there's just right. no. <laughs> I don't know. What, I don't know what else you got to see. I thought Amelia Earhart conquered this in like the 1940s. I, I don't know how we're still so confused about this. We we've already circumnavigated the globe. I, we can't make this a topic on the Mike, show. You weren't in that plane God, you don't know what true. happened I, I thought we had mathematics i, I don't she, know I, just picture a plate she just went from the middle of the plate <laughs> to the outs, outer rim of it and then went all the way around and then just hit that what same spot where she started and came back is that it's always it's taking a thing that you should do but like miss misfiring it because you should be skeptical of things but not that. I mean, come right. on. <laughs> you can fucking circle the globe whenever you want. You go do it right now. Oh. See if you crash into a, an ice wall. You're, you're, <laughs> it's just not going to happen. Um, I, I, we did it already. I, I don't know. This, there's there's something wrong with people like this. Uh, like, I'm concerned about AJ. It's, <laughs> it's kind of like, ooh, I don't know. Um uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get more. So basically what, what kind of stinks is we're going to do our Wednesday Night Wars wrap up and I'm, I'm giving away two of the biggest moments of that show. <laughs> so I don't want to go too much into what happened, but um, <laughs> I just love that I'm trying to do research on, on Jeff Cobb's career. And then this is the most <laughs> like if you search Jeff Cobb on Google, it pre-fills Flat Earther. <laughs> <laughs> I had a lot of fun with this. Uh, so thank you very much, Jeff Cobb, uh, for thinking the earth is flat to, to give me something to laugh about earlier today. Uh, but the, the moment w was was still fun. And um, what what I, I think I think is even funnier is his the move that he did to uh, to John Moxley, where I tweeted out, look like me trying to lift my backpack when it was 500 pounds and I was eight years old. Uh, just the way you whip it around and still land on the ground. But uh, I believe it was called Touring the Islands, which uh, I guess is still possible if, it, if the earth is flat. But I, I just like that element that he still has like a flying in an airplane where you can see the curvature of the earth from a plane. <laughs> he still... <laughs> Um, anyway, all right, enough enough on Jeff Cobb, uh, but uh, hell of a move. Uh, he, he is a beast. Uh, he's another one of those short beasts, so he's like a... People are probably going to hate what I'm about to say, but he's, he's like a rhino type, um, probably a more athletic rhino. But, um, you know, it's... It's, uh, it's, it's one of those... He, he also just looks really nice, too, so... <laughs> 
you know, like Brock Lesnar looks like a Neanderthal. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Cobb just looks like a nice guy. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of a bummer for his character, but uh, he's a strong mf'er, and uh, it, it'll be interesting to see like how this shakes out. Which would be he's still a free agent. Uh, I guess he's not officially AEW talent. He's just working with AEW right now. He still has shows mm. uh, scheduled with, um, I, I believe, PWG. So, yeah. Uh, somebody tweeted out last night that he will be doing uh, potentially a match with a New Japan Pro Wrestling talent, which would be John Moxley, while he's still technically hired by Ring of Honor in an AEW ring. Uh, that that wasn't a conclusion I drew myself. That was somebody else. I I I, I should have written down the Twitter I, account, but I, I I thought that was kind of funny. But kind of spelling out what this uh, the situation looks like for for him and his free agency. I kind of like how uh, 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 how some people described it. You know, wrestling used to be territories, and what you do is uh, you know you'd have your best guy. Um, you know, dominate your territory. And then what you would do is let him travel to other territories and kind of build up his name, and then he comes back and he's, you know, a god. So then when your circus kind of travels to different spots, he's already got some notoriety and people come out to see that particular guy. It's just kind of cool that it, it almost sounds like we're doing territories again because that's that's what Jeff Cobb, it's, it's almost exactly what you described. He's kind of got yeah. his hand in, in all these different jars, and ultimately it's... It would be it would behoove him to not be a part of the AEW crowd because guess what, buddy? You get to be on TNT every week. So, you know, if you want to be on Ring of Honor and you know be on Fox Sports Net at you know midnight, you know, be my guest. If you want to be on <laughs> Wednesdays at eight PM, you know, on a major network, I, I would probably opt for that. So, I think he's just cleaning up. You know, uh, giving a few less rubs to the other companies, then he'll. You know, he'll be a mainstay to AEW. That's that's best for his business, especially being thrown right into the inner circle too. Like yeah. that that that's huge. Um, all right, uh, Valentine's Day memories, Mike. That that's that's your topic. <laughs> What's going on here? Well, you know, I, it's such a great holiday. Um, I love the idea of selling greeting cards. But speaking of red, Matt, it's Shayna Baszler week because she initiated herself into the main roster. Matt, did she uh, did she pull out a steel chair to uh, Becky Lynch? Did she uh, throw throw the old concerto down? Oh, that's always a good option. Uh, you know, did she uh, you know throw somebody into some steel stairs? Oh, that's smarts. No, Matt, she took a chunk out of Becky Lynch's neck and ate it. Woo! That was a shoot. That wasn't even kayfabe. She ate it. Um, no, it was, it was, yeah. uh, Matt, this is Shayna's initiation into Monday Night Raw, her initiation into the main event card. Um, I loved it. I, when she came out, I, I'm so glad that they did something just evil, um, reprehensible because she's getting NXT chance. And that's fine, but I, I don't, I don't need, I don't need more, you know, uh, back padding and you know, shoulder rubbing and hey, you know, we're just gonna 
throw a good old contest because I'm from NXT and, you know, you're from Raw and I'm coming up for your crown. <laughs> this was just like an evil, evil monster. You know, I've talked before about that mouth guard when she wears it and she screams in the ring on TV. It looks like a black hole from, you know, Christopher Nolan's Interstellar. It looks terrifying. I don't want to be anywhere near her mouth. And now we learned that I was right all along. You see, this is what happens when you get near that mouth. You end up with a bloody neck. Um, this angle definitely separates her from the usual um, intros to the main roster where oh, yeah. you just kind of show up. I, I think this was great at um, just immediately giving her booze. I'm done. Matt, your thoughts? I thought it was fantastic the way they booked it uh, because I, I thought we were just getting a great match. And think about, like, we keep talking um, about setting these things up and, and giving them time to develop. Uh, we we had a promo last week that set up the Oscar match. I, I thought that what this was leading into was maybe like a draw. Kyrie Sane was going to get involved, and this was going to go on until WrestleMania, and we were going to see Becky versus Asuka, which I would have been a major fan of. I would have I would have been to the moon uh, to find out that we were going to get three months of Becky Lynch versus Asuka. But um, I, like that was was fantastic to book it that way because are are you really watching this and going like? I mean, putting together two of the best ladies on the roster, you're really thinking, like, oh, this needs some juice at the end of it. No! it's It was booked perfectly uh, to, to really throw you off the scent, I, I thought. Uh, there could be people out there that are like, well, I knew she was going to be there because she was tweeting in the same city. <laughs> and, uh, I saw her um, IP address, so no surprises here. Hashtag I'm unimpressed. <laughs> but I, I i think that was key i think that was key was giving this uh the oscar thing make it look like this could go on as a longer feud we always have Kyrie sane in the background uh you give it a couple weeks of uh promos to set it up all, all of this worked out so that when shana showed up you had there, there wasn't a thought in your mind like if if it was anybody but Asuka, I think it, it go, it, you'd be thinking it's going in a different direction or maybe somebody's going to interfere at the end. But knowing that it was just kind of like, all right, now these two like just want to go at it uh, between Becky and Asuka, yeah. uh, it, it kind of looked like we, we would just get one of those lengthy feuds. Maybe, you know, like we, we saw Sheamus and, and uh, Cesaro go seven matches uh, a few years ago. Um not that I was expecting them to become a faction or a tag team by the end of it, but, but just something. Yeah, it's just just something I, I think works in pro wrestling. So that, that's that's where my head was at, and I was excited to see the end for that reason. But uh, well, you know what? I just thought of too is we started the show talking about Cena and how you use him to prop up other assets. If you want to get Shayna Baszler over as a monster heel, you can't have her fight yeah. Charlotte because people are going to root for her. You can't have her fight, you know, Bailey because she's a heel now. You can't have her fight Sasha because uh, who knows where the hell she is. You know, I don't want her to take down Asuka, uh, who's also kind of heelish, right? So if you want to get her right. over as the super monster, you put her against the, the biggest baby face in the company. Uh, so they're really doing her a massive favor. And I think they're recognizing, you know, by making this move, whoa, we can really make like a, a, a huge star uh killer you know like a, a female 
Brock Lesnar, where Ronda was an incredible athlete, but Shayna is going to be our Brock. So I, I think her introduction to the roster like this, it, woof, it, uh, it really, really kind of opened my eyes to be like, wow, I guess they, they really are, you know, putting a lot of chips in uh, for Shayna to give her this kind of rub. Yeah, and I, I like your point actually. With uh, it has to be Becky because I, I thought, I thought the triple threat at Survivor Series didn't go as planned. Uh, it was super clumsy from start to finish. That was not a great match, and uh, I think this is yeah, this is like what Shayna's gonna need to get built back up. I, I don't think she fell like completely off the mountain or anything like that. I think she's still pretty high, uh, pretty close to the top and they, they kept her off tv long enough where i think a lot of people aren't even thinking about survivor series like i am but uh this would be perfect for her and and we always talk about building up rosters with with any of the shows that we're watching and i think we're gonna go over the the nxt takeover card and i think there's a lot of decisions there that are gonna gonna go into making sure that that roster stays strong yeah um but that's where you go to the main event. And uh, you and I were talking before the show even started that uh, a, a lot of folks now are, are where Raw was just a joke week after week. Um, and, and you can take this with a grain of salt. Uh, but there's actually folks tweeting out now, like on a weekly basis, that Raw is the best show, best pro wrestling show on TV. Now, you don't have to agree with that. But where it used to always be, how much did you hate Raw? And then you'd give like a, you'd vote like one thumbs down or six thumbs down. Now it's at least <laughs> half of the Twitter posts are, God damn, Raw is fucking great again. Yep. And again, you don't have to agree with that, but it's happening. And it's not just Marks. It's, it's the folks that we... We follow the folks that you follow as influencers. And I, I'm, I'm sitting here telling you right now that I, I've been a fan of Monday Night Raw ever since, um, ooh, I don't know. Mike, what was the big change? Could it possibly have been the oh, injection of Pauline. of the sexy Scotsman? <laughs> <laughs> Randy! Randy! Uh, this is a good time as any is to head over to our uh, anchor.fm page so that you can turn in your, your best impression broke. of Drew McIntyre. We we have not gotten any submissions yet or else we'd be playing them today. But uh, what we want to do is give out some Drew McIntyre t-shirts before WrestleMania. And the only way that you can enter is if you submit your Drew McIntyre impression. Obviously, we're, we're just saying, Randy. But if you go longer, if you could really prove yourself as as the Drew McIntyre uh, impressionist, uh, that could be you going home with a, uh, a McIntyre t-shirt. Maybe you're not good at voices. Maybe you just want to really dye your hair black. And to really pull off the Drew McIntyre look, have some of the dye still on your face. You know, hey, uh, that is not a naturally black beard. That is a lot of dye. And uh, I think he kind of fills in some of the gaps. With uh, some of that black paint. But, uh, All right. Anyway. Shots fired. <laughs> Shots have been fired. Randy. Oh, my God. It's a real bad, Randy. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> uh, so uh, we got to make we gotta make up some time here, Matt. Uh, just, a, just a quick note here. Matt Hardy. My God, he's on TV again. Takes a concerto from Randy. Randy, you evil son of a bitch. Matt, uh, does this uh, move your needle? 
uh, Hardy going to AEW, being a bigger fish in a smaller pond. Ooh. Um, I I think that's true that that he is moving. He he gave the goodbye, and then it was the Dark Order that tweeted out later. You say goodbye, and we say hello. Uh, and then I think even Jr. tweeted, uh, "Hopefully I see you soon." Uh, to to a, a comment to to what Matt Hardy was was saying on social media. So I mean, this is going in all different directions. But I I, I think that would be a good move because Matt Hardy wants it. He seems excited. He's been doing the free the delete on uh, on Instagram and Twitter. I can you really you know like, like it's it's always one of those things where. Um, Maybe that's the only choice certain pro wrestlers have is to like stick with the WWE. But you see Matt Hardy, he can do whatever he wants. He's at that point in his career, and he really wants this. So I, I'm excited for him. I'm excited that he's going to get to to go out and, and possibly be broken Matt Hardy again. But I'd rather just see something completely new from Matt, where he's just like, shit... I, I've tried. I've done the the broken Matt Hardy. Uh, I'm not about just people pleasing. I'm about being an artist as a pro wrestler. I, I I that's where my excitement is is to see if he comes up with something new. If this is just to do a retread of broken Matt Hardy, I'm not gonna hate it, but I won't be. It won't be as fun as I if just, we get a whole new thing. I think before when he was doing it on TNA, it was. You know, it was the best thing on that show because, you know, it was TNA. Uh, he came to WWE, and I just feel like it's like he's trying to do Broken Matt Hardy on Disney+, Plus when really he needs to take it somewhere where it's, you know, like Studio A24, who is has a wide leash, and they'll, they'll, they'll green light and fund and produce any crazy shit that comes out of your brain. Yeah. Um, so if he's... If he needs a podium for that, you know, I think AEW would be perfect. Um, supposedly, they give you creative freedom. Uh, he can, you know, be able to maybe expand on the broken Matt Hardy gimmick. Uh, and then he'll have a, a, you know, a place to showcase it on TNT every Wednesday. I think that would be a, a perfect marriage. He doesn't even need to be remotely close to any silly championship belts. I think it would just be a great thing to kind of mix it up a little bit. And you can tell AEW kind of has an interest in that stuff with the, um, God, you just named the faction, uh, the one who just tweeted at him. The Dark Order. Yeah, the Dark Order, uh, the way they're promoting Neville with his kind of dark, twisted uh, promos. Uh, I, I think they're yep. they're clamoring for, for somebody like Matt Hardy. I think, I think that's a perfect for home for him right now. Uh, Matt, let's knock out two quick WWE things. We got to move into this uh, NXT takeover card. We still got to play the Wednesday Night Wars. Uh, Matt, just a couple things here for uh, for Mania, potentially. AJ Styles versus The Undertaker, and then at the Super Showdown, Goldberg and The Fiend. I'm going to ask you a question that I think immediately would have an easy answer, but on second thought might be a little tougher. What's going to be the better okay. match out of these two, potentially? AJ versus Undertaker or Goldberg versus The Fiend? Um, probably AJ versus The Undertaker. See, I, I, think I, think, I think that's the, uh, you know... That's like a match answer. made. Because AJ's going to carry that match. I just think with right. Goldberg and The Fiend, potentially, if all they're going to do is be violent, I think that could be a little bit longer match, where The Undertaker, I don't even know what he's got left at this point. 
Well, it's it's a waste of the fiend and what this idea has been behind facing the fiend is because people start to change after they face him. Like the Miz has gotten back into his heel tendencies. Daniel Bryan is just absolutely ruthless and kicking the shit out of Heath Slater. Um, and of course, Seth Rollins. Seth is is now uh, the Monday Night Messiah. So uh, I just, what do you do? Like then that just goes out the window because Goldberg's only got a limited time contract. I don't, you know, it's just kind of like okay, great. So does that mean just Goldberg's dead now? Is that the change to his character? Because I don't need to see him again. Uh, I didn't need to see him talk about fighting the fiend, and I definitely don't want to see him beat the fiend. Uh, for those of you that are out there, Amy, I'm talking to you that are sick of the fiend. No, cut it out. <laughs> don't let don't let the WWE win. The Fiend is a great character. Bray Wyatt is still selling the shit out of that with his he was so cute in his his suit and tie on <laughs> his promo with Goldberg. Um that was adorable. But uh you know it's all it's all going to be Bray Wyatt building this up and then uh you know m- moving forward uh into the match. I I just yeah, I, you know what? It, it's been said. Uh, you said it. I, I think I think the excitement would be there for the first time ever to see AJ and The Undertaker, and AJ's going to carry the shit out of that match, and he's going to make The Undertaker look like, uh, a, you know, it'll be it'll be like Shawn Michaels and Undertaker again. I mean, if you go back and watch even those Triple H matches, like, they told a great dramatic story, and there was a lot of that those elements that I've been gushing about, like New Japan since since January 1st or 2nd or whatever, yeah. where it, it looked like an anime fight. I mean, that that if you go back and watch Undertaker and Triple H, there's a lot of that, where they're just this last breath of, you know, whatever they can do to muster up one more move, and that's what they do to, to finish each other off. Um, you know, that's great. But, like, everything... It, <laughs> it still took a major step down from what it was two years before... Uh, before and I guess two consecutive years is what I mean to say, which was Michaels and, and the Undertaker. Yeah. So uh, the point I'm making is is I think a lot of that was still Shawn Michaels because you didn't really see that great of a performance after those matches from the Undertaker. It was just a lot of um, uh, nostalgia that that got us through those matches, and I think getting AJ back in there or getting AJ on a on a card against the Undertaker. I don't want to say back in there because this would be their first time. But I think I think that brings back the uh, that amazing feel and and getting to see the Undertaker of old because it's always been about it's been about the guy that can sell uh, or the the athletic opponent. So yeah, I, if there's anything for a guy that's not gonna that deserves title shots nonstop and he doesn't have a title shot, but he can make us. L- he can make Undertaker great again. Oh my god! I say, I say, go for AJ Styles. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's it would depend on the match. Like for for that caveat to be there, it depends on the match type. You know, that's that's kind of a, a deal breaker. Uh, but AJ AJ versus you know you or I would probably be a good match in some capacity. Uh, <laughs> I don't know yeah, if we'd really sell. I agree for with our, that for our. Uh, limp armed punches but you know by god if anybody could it'd be him Um, (laughs) i'd love to be in a triple threat with aj styles and dolph ziggler that that would be 
And I'd come out of that, and people would be going, "Yo, one day Matt should get a shot at the WWE champ. He he's gonna he needs his shot. He needs his time." All right, let's uh, do this. Mike, we got let's, we got let's two keep... big things left. We got to cover this NXT card, but let's do the Wednesday <laughs> Night Wars. We'll wrap it up with NXT. That's the last thing going into the weekend. Whew. Um, I had NXT this week. Matt, you took AEW. I'm gonna do the number three moment here for NXT. <sighs> Matt. It was NXT's attempt at comedy because, uh, my God, Matt Riddle and Pete Dunn shared a tandem swan pedal boat uh, <laughs> riding their way into TakeOver this weekend. Um, it wasn't the funniest thing ever because Matt Riddle's not a good enough actor, but they got some really great reaction shots out of Pete Dunn just frowning yeah. at Riddle's antics because the gimmick was... The whole thing was Riddle's idea, and then they ended up sneaking on a Triple H's private jet. Um, yeah. they, they hid in the uh, in the underbelly where the luggage goes, and all Pete Dunne had to do was have a scowl of disgust, and he hit a home run with that, because that's his one Keanu Reeves expression, and he does it really well. So that was <laughs> my third favorite NXT moment. Matt, what was number three from All Elite Wrestling? MJF and Jungle Boy was the shit. Um, I think I could have picked uh, Kenny Omega and Hangman against SCU, but I, I just, I love the antics that MJF gets into and just kind of like still getting, still getting quite a few licks in was was Jungle Boy. And uh, if, if MJF, you know, wasn't so... He he's doing the heel thing where he's he's not focused on the match. So Jungle Boy is focused and he wants to win this thing. That's all he cares about. But I, I just I we don't get to see MJF enough. We don't get to see him in matches. I Mike, I think I realized that he's shorter than Jungle Boy oh. in this match, <laughs> which is incredible. Awesome. Uh, I love it. When they went, yeah, when they went uh brow to brow, Jungle Boy, maybe it's his hair. But it was just a little, he's a little, a smidge taller than MJF, which I, I think is hilarious. Um, but yeah, going in, there's no way Jungle Boy was going to win. So what you wanted to see was like that, that performance of his that looked like he could, he could steal one. But, uh, but that MJF really just, you know, started toying with him. I love seeing his interactions with the crowd where he, he just puts his hand to his ear and it's, it's, it's the same reaction that uh that hulk hogan used to get just in cheers but mjf gets it in booze and this guy who is one of the best heels in the business right now is doing it so perfectly that he's getting the booze like he's supposed to he still gets cheers but it it's just amazing to watch uh we don't get this anymore a, a heel that gets hated even though he's doing an amazing job uh i just i can't applaud it enough and I need more. I, I just, it's hilarious to me that he's the guy that they've kept you know, locked up, you know, like, nope, you don't get to see him. You have to wait. Because uh, they knew what they had. Yeah. They knew what they had in MJF. But yeah, Mike, you're number two. My number two, uh, I think I'm going to surprise you a little bit. It was uh, Candice LeRae. She, uh, not quite. What not the f <laughs> That's the reaction I, I wanted. I just wanted to give you a popsy over there. Uh, no, I got she, you. Uh, she kind of had her back, not quite to that, obviously not to that level, when Becky Lynch took a, a Nia Jax punch to the face and she looked like, you know, uh, you know, Stone Cold against Bret Hart at WrestleMania. 
Yeah. But, uh, Candace ate a cake from um, uh, my boo, Dakota Kai, who is oh. who has not been able to win a goddamn match since she came back from injury. Um, it, it was uh, it was like the opposite of the Roman Reigns treatment after he was sick. Um, and so Larray, you know, eats this kick. And uh, the ref's pulling the gloves on. You know, that's the whole rigmarole where you got to, you know, act like you're a, suddenly you're a, you know, a, a, a World War Two, you know, in the in the trenches, you know, cleaning up dead bodies. You know, that's that's what they yeah. know, have the refs acting like. Um, and Lorraine was they were trying to get her to end the match um, and she was bleeding. So it was a little bit, uh, you know, it was a shoot. It wasn't like it was, you know, like a like a scripted. Oh, Roman Reigns just got beat up by the European Alliance. He's he's they'll never re-enter the Rumble now. You know, it was like, oh, Candace, yeah. we're gonna cut this one short. But she insisted on fighting. Um, she insisted on finishing the match, and I think it's doubly admirable. Not just because she kept fighting with a broken face, uh, but because she was booked to lose. So she made sure to still get that roll-up loss um, and let Dakota Kai finally get off the Schneid. Um, so it, nice. it was uh, it was an important sacrifice for Candice, um, and definitely made her look like a badass motherfucker. So I was I was really happy. Matt, you're number two for all elite wrestling. Well, I'm gonna come back to I, I got to do this quick because we already talked about Jeff Cobb coming in, but um, I mean o- overall the whole match Santana and Moxley was was great, and Moxley always having behind his back or uh, you know waiting on the sidelines is the rest of the inner inner circle and mike i tell you the 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 big fight feel just comes when jericho is out there in aew um i if if you were jericho and you had the choice between losing to goldberg or getting jobbed out to fandango or being this god like hero in aew why would you choose anything else? But just having him, he, he's got his box seats again. He's drinking the bubbly, showing off the title. And God, that AEW men's title is beautiful. They've really defined which division they care about. Anyway, <laughs> inner circle coming out, beating the shit out of Moxley. And then uh, Jeff Cobb doing his tour around the islands uh, on Power Slam, which is just, it was fucking great. Just whipping cool. Moxley in one direction and then throwing him around uh you know over i don't i can't even describe it well it's it's what randy orton does but uh when he pulls a guy off the ropes but he goes in both directions so it's even more impressive than the crisp clean way that randy does it um i'm all i'm all for that and uh i i I think moxley when he wins this title which i think he will I think whatever stadium they're in for that that match, the roof is going to come unglued because the fans are just so behind Moxley right now and they want to see the inner circle go down so bad. That would be the only thing holding back like losing that title is maybe Moxley isn't he's already big enough that he doesn't need it. Um and the inner circle is so huge right now. How much momentum do they lose if they lose the title? Yeah, Mike, you're number one. Well, real quick with uh, Cobb, you said it's the floating island. Uh the tour of the island. Oh, tour of the islands. No, I. That's that's what Excalibur said. It's just uh, it's one of those moves that it it just visually looks really cool, and the cooler a move looks, that you know, in your head makes it hurt more. It kind of reminds me of the deep six from Baron Corbin, which is just oh, yeah. one of my favorite. I don't know how it would hurt more for you to go, wee, 
up on his shoulders, but it, it looks devastating when it drops. Um, so just a cool move there for Cobb. Uh, Matt, my number one moment, I got to say, the way that they booked this show, it was really weird. Like, it didn't feel like a go-home show before a pay-per-view because uh, it was really about, like, four matches over two hours. Um, but the best match, because they featured a lot of those guys, remember that TV tournament, guys who haven't been on TV before a tournament? With uh, Angel Garza, uh, Bronson Reed was featured, and Cameron Grimes. Um, and this, uh, the best match of the night uh, was Cameron Grimes versus Gargano. Uh, Grimes is elevated just by being in the ring with Gargano and not losing in two minutes. You know, that's an accomplishment yeah. in itself. Um, I mean, Gargano's basically the AJ Styles of NXT. Like, he's he's that excellent of a wrestler. Um, whether it's, you know, uh, uh, you know, a pay-per-view, if it's a takeover event, um, if he's in the Royal Rumble for 60 seconds, or like in this match, you know, they're asking him to do 15, 20 minutes. We're going to throw a commercial in there. Um, Gargano just always goes 110%. So... Um, if you, you know, limited yourself and we know there's so much damn wrestling every week, if you're going to limit yourself to one 20 minute match, it's this one. Uh, both these guys were killing it. Um, you know, Grimes is the young up and comer who's got to prove himself against Johnny. And he certainly was up to the task, but Gargano is, uh, the poster boy and he ended up being triumphant. Matt, your number one moment for AEW. Well, talk about matches that I think people would enjoy watching. I that the Nyla Rose and Rio match was fantastic. I, I went in thinking, all right, Rio Rio's winning this again. They're just filling out the card because we keep seeing championship matches on NXT and AEW to draw in more viewers. Um, and I, the false finishes were fantastic. And a couple of times, I think Nyla Rose like could have pulled it out earlier with with the uh, the power bombs that she's throwing around, uh, and she really gets to. Um, Lady handle. I was gonna say manhandle. Late, you know, lady handle. Rio. Uh, she really it has the all the strength in the world. She can really toss around Rio, no problem. I mean, obviously Rio is just a rag doll out there. So that that in itself was great, and it was fun. It, it was kind of like the Lesnar versus uh, Finn Balor, Daniel Bryan. Like she, she had no business being in there, and even seeing her win against Nyla Rose again. Like, seeing her get close was like, oh my god, this is amazing! Uh, I, I really enjoyed that match, and for a company that, that really has... Uh, you know, they didn't prepare well, I think, to start. I think they rushed the women's division a little too much and didn't give it enough time. I, I think this is where we have to sit back and go, okay, this was a good decision. This is where we can build uh, a better story and a better division with a Nyla Rose victory, uh, have a heel hold that damn title. But goddamn, Mike, just like I said, when they first introduced it, and I used Nyla and Awesome Kong as examples, it looks fucking ridiculous in her hands. <laughs> it is the tiniest little tic-tac title I've I've ever seen, and it's such... Uh, uh, I hope that part of Nyla Rose winning it is that she's going to already introduce a new title, because honestly, that is the most embarrassing thing still uh, that that AEW does, and they, they haven't even acknowledged it or said they're doing anything wrong, and it just blows my mind. 
I hope that this is their opportunity for Nyla to come out and go, I'm not playing with this dinky piece of garbage. This <laughs> is my title. And she comes out with almost an exact replica of the AEW championship. And shit, if Tessa Blanchard, fuck her for being racist. If she's going to be the the TNH or the Impact champion uh, and we're going to have Charlotte versus Rhea Ripley at WrestleMania for the NXT championship, just... Just end it. Just call it the AEW Championship. Get ahead of WWE. Let's let's all just we'll move forward. This will be the idea going forward. You'll let all the snowflakes that can't handle it. Eventually, the 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 ground is going to warm up and the snow melts. So, <laughs> I, I think that's the best way to put that it. Was a uh, so they'll call. be angry. Yeah. But uh, Mike, uh, wait, you already did your number one. I so let's go did. to take Mike. Your number zero. Uh, my number zero. Uh, that would be you for forgetting that I already did my number one. So, right. we got a cover takeover. Matt, I, this is, uh, I, I think it's going to be one of those uh, typical takeovers where I have no idea what match Ooh. of the night is going to be. Uh, I'm going to sprint Ooh. through the card and I want you to try and pick one off the hip. Pick match of the night? I got it. Here we go. Done. Dakota Kai versus Tegan Knox. Keith Lee versus Dominic Dijakovic. Boom. I wasn't done. Balor, Gargano, Lee, Dijakovic, Bruiserweights. Undisputed, Bianca, Rhea, Champa, Cole, go! D- uh, Dijakovic, Keith Lee, that is going to be match of the night. I guarantee, goddamn it. I guarantee we will be watching that match till we're dead. Oh my God. <laughs> my For the next feud. 80 years, Mike. That's my favorite feud. Wait, oh my God, Mike, we're not going to live 80 years. Isn't that weird? We're not going to be 110. For the next 70 years. Probably... F- for the next 69 years. <laughs> uh, man, that was a sad realization. Uh, man, we're not going to make it 80 more years. I'm going to try and really right, share uh, this Saturday because I'm going to be dead holy soon. Holy fuck. Is it, <laughs> is it Sunday, actually? Uh, actually, I have no idea. I tried to look it up, and I'm, you could probably hear me clicking and typing away, but I, I still didn't find it. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> Sunday. It's the 16th. Ew! God damn it! I used to love them there on Saturdays. I'm gonna be. That's my wife and I. We're we're doing Valentine's Day on Sunday. No! I know. I'm gonna miss it. Oh man! I mean, let's uh, Keith Lee and Dijakovic. Uh, these two are destined to <laughs> fight each other forever. <laughs> this is. <laughs> there's there's. I'm doing the Keith oh, Lee. Yeah, I gotcha. um, oh, I'm so excited for the other matches, but this this is it. I, uh, yeah, these guys know each other like the back of their hands. This is this is gonna be the perfect match. Now they have a title connected to it, and I'm gonna be sitting there like the doofus I am, rooting for Dijakovic, and Keith Lee's gonna <laughs> gonna pull it Steve out Roll. because there's yeah. no reason. the The only thing I would say let's let's go back to having the 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 seven match series. How fucking great would that for the NXT champ or the uh, North American Championship? Have Keith Lee and Dijakovic go back and forth just, all year. Just keep losing it to each other. <laughs> yes. Wouldn't that be amazing? For us. Well, yeah. <laughs> Selfishly. <laughs> Matt, can I Selfishly, say, let me, uh, amazing. here's a hot take for you. I'm more excited for this than I am Champa and Adam Cole. Yeah, me too. I think it's uh, like going back to the first time we saw Dijakovic and then he shared our, our blog and podcast this guy, yeah, he's 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 one of the good ones, you know. <laughs> like he, this is our Big E match of the night because you want to come to me about work rate, 
No. <laughs> I want to see two big guys slapping me. That's what I want to see. But that's that's the thing. These two guys are huge, and they they do have a good work rate. They do fly around the ring. They are they're gonna slap meat, and they're gonna do everything else. They are they're like the hybrid pro wrestler. I I love like trying to define what they are because they are not big guys. Um, they they can do the power moves that AJ Styles can't do. They are the hybrid future of pro wrestling, and they're both WWE talent, and we get to watch them on NXT TakeOver this weekend. If you can't appreciate that, I I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with you. Uh, this is the future of pro wrestling. It's not super it's kicks. It's also the past it's of not, pro wrestling. It's not speed. Because it's what it's also the past. Because what we've always loved is watching two big sweaty guys slapping meat, and that's slapping meat. Be. <laughs> I well, I was gonna say it's a, super kicks is not the future. Spears are not the future. Um, Mike, the future are got it's Keith Lee, Dominic Dijakovic, and you're gonna hate me, but it's Drew. <laughs> All right, that's bad. I'm not going to win. I'm not winning my own t-shirt. <laughs> so, that is Matt, let me ask you one more tough question here. Where would yes, you book sir. this match on the card? I, I mean, Mike, I would be fired so fast if I was in charge of producing these shows cuz that would be my main event. Uh, but obviously, this is they they got to I I think Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair has the potential to close out the night, especially with Charlotte probably coming in. And the again potential for a triple threat at WrestleMania, so I'm I'm gonna throw that in there that that's our main event. So we've got. Wait, did you just mic? shit your pants again? <laughs> oh my god! Uh, but we've got our our tag championships, which I think normally leads off the card. But yeah. I will not be surprised if it's Keith Lee and Dijakovic. I think that would be a bad idea because I think that's it's gonna be so great. Like then you're just emotionally just going to be on the on the on the uh uh the valleys instead of a, like you're going to just go from the peak to the valley i i, I would start with uh browser weights and then i would do gargano Oof. and then maybe R- ripley and then keith lee dijakovic then you do the palate cleanser with dakota and tegan and then it'll be I am, Colin I, I gotta say that that's where this takeover for me is like six matches can we make a five yeah can we do can we do that on that might be, it might be like an opening show match like dakota and tegan um but i guess i i don't hate them but this no. is that's where to me it's like oh, i don't want this There's to be four hours stakes for everything else right um i gotta and say we don't that- we don't know tegan Knox enough for us to go oh she needs to get back at dakota kai yeah, I know, like i that- know they're mad at each other i know that um, so I know that. All right, you want to you want to throw out just quick who you think's gonna win? Uh, I know who I'd like to win. Let's go six five four three two one six. Uh, I want Dakota. It'll probably be Tegan. I think it's Dakota Kai Ooh. five. Can I just say that of all the matches, uh, this is the one I'm the least excited about, and it's because I don't, I don't think I like Finn Balor as a wrestler. Oh my god! Like uh, I, I don't know if that's a little hot takey of me, but like, what do you think about Keith Lee and Dijakovic? Just two big guys slapping meat. Like, there's going to be a lot of violence in that match. Same thing with 
uh, UE and uh, Broserweights. Same with three Ripley and Bianca. They're going to be, you know, throwing each other around. Um, Tommaso and Adam, you know, they're the kings of vicious kicks and DDTs. Even Dakota with her her big uh, that big wind up kick where she runs around the the edge of the ring and you know breaks your jaw while you're you know prone in the turnbuckles. Um, and Tegan Knox as the shiniest wizard, but. This is the absolute worst way for you to run through these as quick as possible. I'm just saying that, like, Finn Balor, <laughs> I, I just feel like he's he's always, like, he looks like he's wrestling safe. And I feel like it just kind of dampers the illusion for me. So I always feel like I'm watching a scripted wrestling match instead of a fight. So I, I hope Gargano wins because I, I don't... I don't think I'm as big of a Balor fan as I thought I would be. All right, I'm going Finn Balor. All right, NXT North American Championship, Mike. You got to let Keith Lee win. He can't lose his first defense. And they're having him go up against his best friend in the world. So there you go. All right, I think Dominic uh, is taking this. I think we're going a seven-match <laughs> series here. Mike, <laughs> NXT Tag Team Champions. <laughs> Who you got? You got new ones? You got a hashtag and new? Oof. Um, I mean, we usually get one title change in hands. Uh, I think they're I think they're pulling the trigger on the Broserweights. I wouldn't do it, but it feels like that's what's in the tea leaves. I think the Broserweights win, but I just every time I watch an Undisputed Era match, I'm reminded, oh yeah, they're like the best tag team I've ever seen. Um, you know, you know what? I disagree with my own statement. My favorite version of Undisputed Era was Kyle and Roddy. And Fish, I'm sorry, you're just, you're no Roddy. Um, Matt, I'm picking the Broserweights. Mike, I'm going to Undisputed Era on this one. There is no way they're losing those <laughs> titles to the Broserweights. Go, uh, all right, NXT Women's Championship match. It's actually pronounced NXT Championship match. Oh, gosh, match. that's right. Ah, oh, you're so right. But Let me delete women's. Fault. I actually plucked that from another source who forgot to edit it. Uh, there, oh, there's no way that call. Rhea's going to lose. Not my fault. No, there's no way Rhea's going to lose her first real defense. Uh, it'll just be fun when Charlotte comes out, and then we can point at a WrestleMania sign or something. Well, I think Charlotte's going to come out before this match is over, and we're going to do the where you know how we keep talking about they're actually setting things up in matches and in shows prior to them actually executing something. Yes. Rhea Ripley made such a huge point about it being, we are NXT. Bianca Belair is winning the title, Mike, because they need to legitimize the EST for her triple threat match at WrestleMania. Woo! Bianca Belair is taking out Rhea Ripley. Rhea doesn't need the title to get us excited. Bianca's going to take advantage of Rhea's trust of NXT uh, counterparts, and uh, she's going to take the title away. Mike? The other NXT championship. Go at it. <laughs> the, it's actually pronounced NXT men's championship match. Oh, gotcha. Um, I don't... I, mm, I booked the Broserweights to win. And... I, oh, this is... A, this is... Ooh. I don't know. This is... A, this, uh, this might be the toughest one to call. Um... Because I know they like having Adam Cole be the face of the franchise, but man, Champa was so good with Goldie. Uh, uh, give me uh, Matt. 
give me put my chips down on uh, shenanigans. Adam Cole wins with shenanigans. We get another Ooh. match at WrestleMania. Oh man. All right, I'm going to Maso Champa just to keep this going as I pick the opposite <laughs> of what you picked. I was really hoping you were going to pick Champa, but <laughs> I had to go out on a limb for Bianca. Uh, let, let's go with a, a couple of and news for the NXT Championship matches. Wow. All right. Uh, I, I do think there's a good shot that because they made such a stink about we are NXT, nah, nah, nah. Uh, that uh, that Bianca's going to take advantage of that and fuck over Rhea. Uh, chances are she will do that, and Rhea will just, you know, kick out of the roll-up and, and then beat the shit out of Bianca. And that'll still fuel a triple threat at WrestleMania. Yeah. But uh, I'm taking Bianca, I'm taking Champa, I'm taking, uh, who was I taking? Undisputed Era, Dijakovic, Finn Balor, and Dakota Kai. That sounded bad, yeah, but... Yeah. Um, what was that? Anyway, um, I'm uh, I'm pretty pumped, Matt. I think we're gonna try and do as much uh, live memeing as we can for this show. Uh, Hell yeah! And uh, really build while a brand. I'm out, while I'm out to dinner with my wife for Valentine's Day honey, on Sunday, honey, honey, I will. Shh, honey. <laughs> <laughs> I love getting in trouble. Woo! Yeah, that's what wrestling's all about, Charlie Brown. Yep. Matt, are you ready to ride off into the sunset? Let's ride off. Everybody, go to at BOD Podcast on Twitter, brothers underscore of underscore discussion on Instagram to catch up with all the memes. Also, podcast available on IGTV and YouTube now. And uh, find us on uh, anchor.fm to get links to all the different places you can find our podcast. But, Mike, we are on every single distribution source uh, for podcasts. So, uh, thanks to Anchor.fm, but if you want to go uh, win a Drew McIntyre t-shirt before WrestleMania, I got to make a graphic for this so people actually know what's happening. Uh, go to our Anchor.fm, leave us your impression, and we're all going to have a good time and vote for whoever has the best Drew McIntyre impression, and you are taking home a Drew McIntyre t-shirt. Uh, so all of that, uh, folks, can be found. Uh, let's put some links on BODpodcast.com. I'll do, I'll do that for you. That'll be the easiest way to do it. And then, um, yeah, let's ride off into the sunset. Mike, enjoy NXT. Everybody else, same thing. Have a good one. Randy!